Let the spirit take control, man. I don't go nowhere without him, man. They scared that I'ma cause these babies to stumble They scared that my integrity is gon' crumble Appreciate the prayers But all that pressure either gon' make you humble Or make you hang out on the sidelines And feel you gon' fumble Put me in, coach Ain't out here flexing for nobody I was born to do it God don't make mistakes and say I'm sorry He ain't never drop the ball I don't never plan a fumble Catch me running with the Nike Reggie pushing in the jungle Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'll be running the ball up the court ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. We just need to get to these trade rumors, right? And um, if you guys haven't, make sure you check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Uh, join as a member to the site. Also, make sure you uh, subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. If you have iTunes, make sure you write a review, give a five-star rating, let your friends know so they can subscribe. We also have a YouTube channel. All of our episodes are not on there, but uh, live feedback, there's some good episodes on there for some good, um, good interesting entertainment, per se. Um, but make sure you sub-zero that subscribe button, hit the bell as dinner time, comment below, give us a thumbs up. It keeps things going. Um, so with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. In this episode, I will talk about obviously the trades and then the clutch shot will be kind of tailored towards uh, sophomore players that a listener had brought up. I'll touch up on a couple and you know what their what their outlook is and, and if they're going to improve for next year. Again, ready to take people on for a ride. Um, so the news that I actually recorded in a couple segments because I'm actually recording also late tonight. I just wanted to catch any type of trades that happened and, you know, came out because we recorded in the last episode and it seemed like the trade was finalized. And I'll expand on that uh, on the Houston side here momentarily. But let me just get into uh, the section as far as what trades took place here very recent. And if something else happens, I do apologize if I miss it, ladies and gentlemen, but I'll cover on the next episode because with the trade deadline coming up, you just don't know what's going to happen at this point. So uh, one of the trades that's happened, uh, Sacramento, the Kings, will be sending Deadman Walken, Dwayne Deadman to Atlanta for Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn um, to the Kings. So Atlanta also gets two second rounders back. So... This is more, these players are not really too handy in a shallow league. In a dynasty format, you got to put a little bit of a thought process on it. And what I mean by that, you have to look at these players and take them potentially into consideration because you're in a deeper format, right? But as far as Dwayne Dedman, we knew his time was going to run out at some point in time in, in Sacramento just because of... You know, we knew Marvin Bagley was out. We knew, you know, Rashawn Holmes is out. So Dwayne Dedman was doing pretty good. We also remember that Dwayne Dedman was a good player last year in Atlanta. But it's like, um, you know, what's going to happen to his value? It almost remains the same. And what I mean by that is, well, let me take that back. It might actually help him a tad bit uh, because he doesn't have to worry about Rashawn Holmes and uh, he doesn't have to worry about Marvin Bagley. But what I will say is, as Clint Capella goes to Atlanta with this hill injury or whatever this injury that he has, we can understand that, you know, that's going to be Clint Capella's role. So Dwayne Dedman is not going to be fantasy relevant. 
Uh, well, he could be a little bit. He can come off the bench and give you some minutes. So hopefully um, we can assume that he'll get some minutes, but his value, you know, it might be, like I said, similar to what it is now, and it might just improve slightly. But just keep in mind, in Sacramento, it was going to uh, basically disappear once Rashawn Holmes or um, Marvin Bagley came back. So it's almost like the same simula- uh, similar situation, but Atlanta at least utilized him last year. And we could see him get maybe some, maybe 18, 20 minutes once um, Clint Capella comes back. So in a deeper format, you could still hold on to him if you're able to, to see what happens. And honestly, he could be bumped out of the rotation, but I I think he'll get okay minutes in Atlanta. Now, as far as Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn goes, uh, going to the Kings, what's that going to do? So as far as the Kings go, again, it's not saying you're trading apples and oranges. It almost feels like you are. You're not really doing that or are you is the question. So let me just pull up some information or at least what I had here. Just bear with me here. Where is it at? Okay, so we, like I said, we knew about, or at least we know about the injuries with the big men in Sacramento. So Jabari Parker, it just comes in a weird situation. You know, they got Nemanja Bielitsa kind of playing that four Harrison Barnes type of spot. They, they, they're going to be interchangeable in that situation with the fours or threes, however they navigate that. But Jabari Parker, um, his value takes, I think it takes a little bit of a hit, uh, a damper, but it almost still feels kind of similar in Atlanta. But I think his value takes a small hit. Sacramento, you know, they're still going to deploy. If anything, it should hurt Nemanja Bielitsa the most, you would think, but it just kind of goes by how they're going to operate. Are they going to utilize Jabari Parker over Nemanja Bielitsa? You would think they would, but we, we just don't really know yet. So I want to keep my eyes on it. I think he's warranted to get minutes. And then um, at the same time, as far as Alex Lynn goes, He's going to be he's going to get an instant piece of value uh, just because of Bagley and um, Rashawn Holmes being out. So he might even he might get some pretty good time. And honestly, they they realistically will. They're probably going to play small ball. So it almost makes sense that Jabari Parker is going to get actually an increase for the temporary temporary time until Bagley comes back and then Rashawn Holmes. So just keep that. Monitor. So are they worth an ad in, in a deep format? Uh, Jabari Parker actually is now that I'm convincing myself. And then as far as Alex Lynn, he's just a very if you're in a he's a waiver wire, um, a flyer, speculative ad, not in a shallow league. So these players and pickups or in a shallow league, if you're in a 12 to 14 man league, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the person that you're probably going to aim a little bit. Uh, or at least focus more on is probably Jabari Parker right now for the short term, because I think his value is going to be pretty decent right now in Sacramento with all these injuries that's uh, happening. They're going to be playing small ball, it, it appears, unless they insert Alex Lynn in the starting lineup, but it just doesn't feel like that Sacramento does it. But hey, you know, they might do that. You just never know. And listeners also, before I move forward, we got to be, you know, we, we have to pay attention when players are starting to get benched. Uh, right. Well, actually not starting getting benched at this moment with trade deadlines because or this trade deadline just because of they might get moved. 
right? So someone like uh, the Warriors, for instance, here's a report that came out earlier that, you know, they were expected to hold um, Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks, you know, out just j- just in case that there's an anticipation of a trade or one or the other. This stuff happens, um, man. And then a trade that I don't I don't know what the full details yet, but I think there's more ongoing reports. But Memphis has agreed to deal uh, Andre Iguodala to Miami <laughs> after we were literally talking about the situation yesterday. Uh, it looks like the he agreed to trade or. Um, Iguodala agreed to trade and has agreed to a two-year, $30 million extension with Miami. So <laughs> let me also tie this in. Into On top of that, Dre, J, or excuse me, Dre, Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill are late scratches. So when you get the late scratches, these could be other com- moving components. You know, that doesn't always necessarily mean that's true, but when you have scratches, like those those late game scratches, especially when it's involved with Memphis uh, already with Iguodawa, then there could be a possibility. And honestly, by the time I'm done recording, there might be more information coming up. But I, I'll just give you guys what I, I'm seeing right now. And as far as Iguodawa, he wasn't even playing in Memphis, right? So what is that value? He's going to go to Miami. So what does that value look like? Well, let me also you know, give you some information that formulated still. It's like, well, what what else was going on in that move? You know, who, who was it involving? It looks like, um, who was the guy? Someone else got, so Justice Winslow. Um, I think I'd need to talk about that because I think he was involved in that or he's potentially going to be involved in that trade. Uh, yeah. So he's part of that package. You know, there is a chance that (laughs) this is just weird. Justice Winslow has been pretty much injured a lot this year. And I'm sure if you guys are familiar having him last year, he would give you spurts of good value and it would just kind of disappear. But I will say this. There is a chance that he might be moved again in this trade situation. But so his his fantasy value is still going to be uncleared. Um Oh man, he he needs to be on the waiver wires as far as like a shallow league in a dynasty format, a deep format. You might want to hold him, but let's go back to Iguodala. So what's going to happen to him in Miami? Honestly, I feel like it's going to hurt. They're going to use him that you would expect because it looks like Miami is trying to do. They're trying to win, and I'll bring up another report that is not official yet, but it could happen. So. They Miami seems like they may use him. They may utilize Igadawa, and he can sometimes handle the ball in his hands, and that hurts one of my original boys, Kendrick Nunn. That can also potentially hurt Dragic, Hero, just pretty much all the guards, essentially. They're going to find – it's not to say that Igadawa all of a sudden is going to get minutes, but it, you know, if Miami is trying to get a championship now – then they're going to use the veterans that and it makes sense in a way, but it kind of just dampers a lot of the value for, you know, these other cats here. And let me also say this because I'm recording while games are going on. Jimmy Butler is his shoulders injured. Hopefully he's all right. So if any reports come back up on on top of that, then I'll definitely bring that up. Uh, but let me also include this. So it's not just Miami and Memphis, right? Oklahoma is 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 in this potential three-way deal, this three-way dance. 
And not only the Heat, they got Iguodala. They're going after Danilo Gallinari at the same time. So they're, the, the report is also saying this is this talks are going to be ongoing and it extend till Thursday. So, my goodness. And in Oklahoma, you know, I mentioned, although Oklahoma's doing well, this they're playing well over their heads this year, but it doesn't seem like it makes sense for them to hold on to veterans. I mean, it looks like you got to go young. SGA, right? They're going to go with the youth. And it doesn't make, really make sense to have Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari as... They're good players, but it doesn't make sense in how they're structured, right? So if they do move from Gallo, it makes sense. I really hope that OKC gets something uh, back in return, giving up Gallo, though. Get something strong back, and I'm looking forward to see what they do because it doesn't make sense. But if Danilo Gallinari goes to the Heat, gosh, man, that's just that's really going to zap none zap hero i mean the list goes on pretty much the though the secondary it's not going to hurt bam it's not going to hurt jimmy butler but it's going to be none hero goran dragic right Deion Waiter, waiters for those that still wanted to believe believe in him just forget about it uh but miami they're they're, they're making a push and that's what they're trying to do i'm keeping my eyes open and if reports continue to come on uh let them come through. But I will also say this with Memphis. Memphis signs uh, a three-year deal with Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks has been playing well in Memphis, so he deserves it. And you got you got to love it. So that is that. And I'll go ahead and give you some of the uh, the, the quick segment on the, the Rockets. But let me say this real quick because I didn't expand on it with the Covington. Uh, ben McLemore... Uh, Eric Gordon and Daniel House for those three players. I didn't mention that. I don't think with Covington coming over, someone's going to be affected. But who is it going to be? I think it could be Ben McLemore. They needed to, they need to use Daniel House a little bit more. But they're going to be firing a lot of threes. But I'll go ahead and get to that next segment here. All right, as we finally got done with the episode last night it looked like the trade really went through and got official for the four-team trade uh houston rockets get robert covington jordan bell the 24th uh 2024 second round pick via golden state warriors atlanta hawks get clint capella nene minnesota timberwolves will get malik beasley juan hernan gomez evan turner jared vanderbilt a 2021st rounder uh, via Brooklyn Nets, lottery protected. Then Denver, the Nuggets, they get Gerald Green, Keita Bates-Diop, hooked on Phonics guys, Shabazz Napier, and Noah Vonvale. I guess I didn't, I, I might have forgot this. I apologize. And um, they also got 2021st round pick via uh, Houston Rockets. So ugh, it almost seems like the Rockets paid a hefty price just to get. Robert Covington, right? But let's go ahead and get uh, let's go ahead and dive into this. <clears throat> Excuse me. This episode again, it's just going to be more on a shorter side, and I'm going to try to record to give you guys content while I'm on the road. So I do apologize if I. Uh, well, I guess you kind of know how I get down. It's going to be a lot of uh, ISO rants back and forth at this point in time. But anyways, 
uh, getting to this situation with the Houston Rockets, you know, who's going to gain the value, uh, especially in a dynasty format, you would think automatically off rip that someone of, of the caliber of Isaiah Hartenstein that I mentioned in the dynasty format. And again, I like his potential, but the thing is that I'm concerned with Houston, as I was mentioning here, you know, yesterday, they're running the small ball lineup a lot. And in that sense, you know, you got, uh, what's his name? Goodness. Uh, PJ Tucker, the project Pat PJ Tucker, they're running him at the five spot, right? So they're playing the ultra super small ball. So what would that mean to other players value? Again, if they utilize Isaiah Hartenstein, he could get some beautiful value, but I don't think they're going to deploy him right now. It doesn't seem like it. He was getting DMP CDs. We, we know about that. Uh, Harden, you know, his value still remains the same. If anything, uh, who else, who this is going to actually help? Here's a small cheat code. I really think that, you know, with Clint Capella being gone and they're going to play small ball, it almost seems like Russell Westbrook, is going to get those hints of a little bit more of a, a nice tick and rebounds, right? Uh, they want him to probably go after the ball. But I, I'll say this, at 31 years old, I hope he doesn't uh, – he, he may get more rebounds, but I would still be concerned just because of the relentless type of play, his style of play. And I, I can we can assume that he's going to get more rebounds his, his way since Clint Capella's gone. I mean, what you going to get? Uh, P.J. Tucker to get more rebounds? I mean – you know, that's how I look at it. So you can expect a nice little bit of a boost, I think, with Russell Westbrook getting rebounds, um, even potentially Harden, too, since, you know, it's just they, they, they soak up most of the usage right there. Uh, as far as the Rockets, uh, who's the other player? Uh, Covington. Covington, I think his value stays the same. And if anything, it might improve a tad bit, honestly, because he's on a better offensive team. So there's going to be open opportunities for more three-point shots. So his three points could it could increase. And honestly, if you are owner of Covington, let me just take that back. I think actually his value doesn't remain the same. It actually improves. He doesn't need usage rate. He's a spot-up shooter with defensive prowess. So a 3 and D guy, that's exactly what Houston needed. But at the same time, you know, I mentioned that last episode, but I know LT was like, What's it, you know, what's the purpose of them doing that? And in a sense, I do get that. Like, why do you give up Clint Capella and you don't get a big, well, they did get a big in return, which is Jordan Bell. Um, he's been having a hard time out of everywhere getting rotation minutes. To be honest, he could, he could play a, a decent role off the bench and they might utilize him. So they did get a big in, in return. So I did have a prediction that regardless I felt like if they were to get Covington, the only thing that I well I missed I messed up in my error was I thought maybe that they might be able to get Gorgie Jang back, but Jordan Bell, a younger player, that's fine. Um, so maybe they utilize Bell, maybe they don't. Uh, but obviously, as you guys can see, they're going to be going ultra, ultra small. So Houston, um, do we have a problem? We might. We definitely might. Moving on to Atlanta, um, they got Nene. I don't really think anything's going to matter. I'm recording while reports are coming out. It looks like Victor Oladipo, uh, my boy, is going to start here tonight. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Clint Capella at the Atlanta Hawks. Now, this is uh, – I don't know what the Hawks 
uh, mind frame is as far as building teams or how they're trying to orchestrate their team. He might, you know, the question is, is he going to get Bayou? Uh, is this Bayou going to go up or is this Bayou going to take a hit? Oh, man, to be honest with you, it's still to be seen. If there's a- any, I would say this, I think he takes a, just a minute hit. But the person that takes the, the hit to me in Bayou in Atlanta is John Collins. Now, John Collins, we know, he's going to assuming he's going to get moved down to the four spot. When he gets moved to the four spot, you can imagine his rebound starting to dry up a little bit, which kind of sucks because a lot of his, well, not a lot, but a good portion of his value is coming from that. So that might shrink, um, man. So as far as the whole team in particular, everybody else should be fine. But the, the person I think takes the biggest hit, it has to be John Collins. So for those dynasty heads uh, that we you know, we talk about this being a dynasty, you know, driven podcast. I guess you could kind of say that if you have a, or if there's a gym panicking in your league about, oh man, you know, Clint Capella is going to hurt his value. Yeah. Would I panic? I mean, a tad bit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go overboard and be like, I'm going to try to sell him like hotcakes and try to get something back in return because you're not going to get exactly what you want. And then number two, even if he takes a hit in rebounds, he should still be a good player. All right, so that's what Atlanta's situation is. I'm definitely excited to see what other trades happen. All right, so Minnesota gets a boatload of players back in return. It's weird because it's like they're getting all these players back, but none of these players that they're getting back is starters, right? They get Malik Beasley in return. You get Juan Hernan Gomez. You got Evan Turner. You got Jared Vanderbilt in in a 2020 first rounder. So... Gosh, Minnesota, who can they use? I think Malik Beasley, he may take a nice, if honestly, let me put it this way. If he's available in a deeper format, he's definitely worth an ad, like a 14, 16 man league. I would try to roster him and, and host him on my team because he he's a scorer and he could do some, you know, under the radar, get you the under radar rebounds and, and some assists from time to time. The lucky stats is what we like to call it here in New Life. Um, but he was he's the person that you could consider maybe in the waiver wire. And here's a cheat code that I think needs to be shared immediately now. This week in particular, UGMs, I wouldn't not I would not try to well, I wouldn't try. I would not stream. I would do the best not to stream this week just because of the trade deadline. You want to try to save your ammo for this week for those trades that go down because you're going to be using this ammo to potentially pick up players that could be available in your waiver wire. And Malik Beasley could be a potential guy to pick up. Again, now, in a 10-man league, no, don't get excited. 12-man league, that's kind of borderline. I don't know if I'm going to, as I was saying, snap him up. I'm not going to snatch him. I'm going to snap him up. I could, but if only if you are in a position in the league that you're okay uh, in in top of your standings. But as, as far as Juan Hernan Gomez... His value might, he might get a decent increase there in Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be, I'm not going to say it's like Golden State, you know, when they're getting musical chairs with all these players, but I will say that they may have some musical chair moments in Minnesota because value is going to be dispersed in a lot of players. You know, we was hoping for a Kogi. Uh, we was, you know, Jared Col- Culver. His value, Culver's value may be, uh, get picked up because Shabazz Napier is gone too. But we'll talk about Napier here in a second. But 
Uh, I think you got to look more towards Culver and, and see what they do with a Kogi. But all these other players, even Jared Vanderbilt, right? He has he has solid production, but again, it's just going to go by what Minnesota, whoever they utilize to put on the court. Because that power forward position, that's going to be an interesting thing to look at with Juan Hernan Gomez and um, what they're going to do with Vanderbilt. And then at the same time, let's not forget, you know, and then the question is, is Gorgie Jang going to get some time? He may get a little bit more minutes, but what about Nas Reed? That's what we need to really focus on. I, I hope Nas Reed, with this trade going down, I hope they find ways to get him minutes. That's what I'm excited for. Hopefully you guys are. Evan Turner is just... No one I'm getting excited to pick up. It's unfortunate, you know, where he stands in, in fantasy in particular. Now, Juan Hernan Gomez is another guy you can pick up to see what happens because he could give, give you value back in return as well. But in a dynasty format, Jared uh, Vanderbilt is is definitely a guy uh, just to keep on your watch list. He, he is in an interesting situation. It doesn't necessarily mean anything is going to explode or happen for him, but I think it's important to at least talk about it, right? So let's go ahead and move forward on Denver Nuggets. Who did they get in return? Denver gets Gerald Green. They get uh, Keated uh, Bates-Diop hooked on phonics. Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and they get a 2020 first-round pick. Honestly, you know, it's like, what did they What did they really earn? What did they get? Honestly, what they got was a nice, well, the, supposedly the 2020 first-round uh, next year that is supposed to be a weaker class. But you still got a first round. All the players they got in return, you can expect expect them to not really do too much with them, especially that I think it's important to talk about Shabazz Napier, a guy that was getting all that value here recently, uh, Minnesota. He's going to become a, a drop candidate, if not already. I don't see him in a foreseeable future, right? You know, Jamal Murray, we got, you know, in uh, Denver. Uh, Gary Harris on that struggle bus, we know. And, you know, the list goes on and on with the team being so strong and, and, and top-heavy, and well, starters-wise. And their bench is pretty pretty strong. So Shabazz Napier, he's not going to give you – even if he gets playing time, he's not going to do what he was doing here recently. So, again, he could be an automatic cut candidate at this point in time. Uh, I think even Gerald Green, from my understanding, Denver might be waving him pretty soon. And of course, right when I was getting off, the a trade went down. Let me just go ahead and get to it. Warriors are trading Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III to Philadelphia. Uh, and then Sixers are also sending second-round picks to Golden State. Oh, excuse me, three second-round picks to Golden State for Burks and Robinson. So fantasy value, real quick. Because, uh, I, of course, this went to super overtime. I, I didn't, right when I stopped recording, I had to hurry up and come in and put a, a small inkling on this. <sighs> um, For those that had Alec Burks, his value takes takes a hit, unfortunately, going to Philadelphia. They need that punch off that bench in Philadelphia. Glenn Robinson also takes a hit, too. Uh, for those that was counting on that in deep formats, that hurts. Uh, but Alec Burks, he's still going to hold a little bit of value, but his value takes a hit versus what he was doing in Golden State. Um, just keep in mind, we, we know that Josh Richardson is out right now too, so things can change. So what's that going to do in Golden State? Let's go on the Golden State side of things, right? So who's going to basically feel good about this? Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal, Damian Lee, you know, all these players – 
Jordan Poole, all these players are going to get a nice value boost. And you're like, well, are they worth pickups? I'll say this. I mean, these guys are already fringy players in a shallow format. If you're in a 12 to 10 to 12 man league, well, actually 12 to 14 man league. But if you're in those leagues and you can afford, yeah, they're worth pickups. So who's the priority to pick up? Again, as I mentioned, you know, with, you know, new life, I just, you're going to be playing musical chairs with, with, uh, Golden State for real. And the only person that seems solidified to get the the safe uh value is Damian Lee. Now, to be fair, I know he's been getting the minutes and for those two players to be on their way out, you can just believe he's going to get the consistent for sure the consistent minutes. And I mean Pascal too. I mean Pascal is is a solid talent. Uh maybe they utilize him more. Even Amari Spellman so a lot of these guys are fringe players to pick up and go and say, honestly, there's value to be had for sure, even now to lose them to. But in a dynasty format, I, it's, it's actually a beautiful site. So go ahead and make your ads, put your waivers in if they if any of these players are available. Okay, I think that's I think that's most of the trades or even a little bit of rumors. I'm I'm sure I probably missed out on something. I do apologize. It does look like that um, Covington and... Bell, they're going to make their debuts tomorrow or Thursday, whenever you listen to this episode podcast. Uh, so let me just highlight on just a game or two, and then I'll get into the clutch shot on, you know, the sophomores for the potential with their future that may uh, bring into a, a potential, once I say breakout, but some improvement. So looking at these games here, it looks like Indiana blew this game, and we knew about Victor Oladipo. He started. He got 25 minutes. Don't want to dive into the stats. There's not. Good, there's no need to, but it, I will mention that you know Toronto won 119 to 118. Terrence Davis is getting the minutes off the bench. He didn't do good, but you might want to consider him um, in a 14-man league. If you're in a 12-man league, I mean, you can try to pick him up and see what happens, but you know that's kind of where it stands. Ah, man, Drummond went off today. Cleveland. Okay, so let me say this real quick. John Henson started, and this is for, like I said, dynasty-driven GMs, owners, but we can expand a little bit, even for the shallow, well, the mid, you want to think of this as a deep league. John Henson, he had 30 minutes as a starter tonight, had a double-double and two blocks, and just came on the heels of Tristan Thompson not playing. What if Tristan Thompson gets moved? What if Cleveland doesn't get a big man back in return? This is the type of stuff that you wanted to, like I was saying, save your ammo as far as waiver wire pickups this week. Don't stream. If you can do the best you can to save some of those bullets to take the shot on grabbing a speculative ad on one of these players that will get minutes. And John Henson in a deep format, he is... A guy that can get you blocks and rebounds. So that might be handy for you if you need that in a category league. Um, So Utah and Denver. I know that, you know, I've I've given Mike Conley a hard time. But I will say this. If he was dropped in a 12-man league, 10-man league, you you need to pause the podcast and not snatch him, but snap him up. That's right. Snap him up off the waiver wire and and try to deploy him because he's played better the last couple games. He did well tonight, too, 21-8-5. As uh, Donovan Mitchell, his shooting woes continues. But, you know, Mike Conley, you got to pick him up in a shallow league. Just go ahead and do it. I understand that it was hard because what he was doing all this year, 
been on a struggle bus, but yeah, pick him up. I will say this about the Minnesota side. Akogi got the start as well as Culver, and Akogi did pretty well tonight. If he's available also, you might want to consider him just because Minnesota got all of these secondary type of players back. And honestly, Minnesota turning into a wasteland team, these are the type of teams you need to look at and see what player that is going to get the minutes and who's going to produce. Because if that's the case, this is why I love and, and I juice the orange on weight or I juice the orange on wasteland teams because someone is going to get the opportunity and they're going to basically run them to the ground. And what I mean by that, they're going to get the minutes and they might give you the, the category, the categorical stats that you need in your fantasy team, whether it's points or nine cat category leagues. And Akogi, if he starts, but it's like, I don't know if he is, but just stay on watch and I'll make sure that I continue to analyze some of these teams that are turning into wasteland teams to give you guys an idea who to potentially take stabs at in the free agency or the waiver wire. Because again, this is what's going to be important. And it looks like uh, Jimmy Butler is not going to return back in this game. So we're going to be paying attention to that shoulder issue still. All right, moving forward. Is there anybody else I want to talk about here. Jason Tatum had a solid game. Obviously, so did um, SGA. Przingis had himself a good game. Yeah, like I said, I didn't want to touch up really in the games. It's just all about the the trades. And then obviously, some of the second year guys that can can potentially do well um, at the next, it's not the end of the season, but next season. So one of the players I wanted to talk about here tonight or at least this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world, is, you know, P.J. Washington. So we know, you know, he was, a lot of people was on drinking the Kool-Aid, on the hype train. The echo, I know, was P.J. Washington. You know, everybody was talking about it. Things started to change because he started to kind of die off, and then he got injured, right? So that was kind of a tough blow. We get it. But... Uh, he's a young guy, 21 years old. He's ranked 132 this season. I think he gets better as a sophomore next year. And he's been he's been playing well, excuse me, to be fair, to, to be honest. And it looks, excuse me, I guess Jimmy Butler is a, a right shoulder strain. So I don't. hopefully it's this minor thing. But getting back to P.J. Washington to next year as a sophomore, I think he improves. He's been averaging 30 minutes. I, I can see his minutes ticking up a little bit, averaging 12 points, one three-pointer, five rebounds, 2.1 assists, almost a steal, 0.8 blocks, almost a block, shooting 47% and free throw percentage is 65%. Pretty, pretty bad free throw percentage. But listen, as a rookie coming into this year, I did not expect him to do uh, like he's given like 14th. Uh, I mean, he's given like back in um, 12th round value and you were able to get him on a cheap. You, you cut coupons with him, whether it was in a shallow league, uh, a mid deep league or if honestly in a deep dynasty league, you, you cut coupons with this guy massively. And you should be pretty happy because he can provide you those potential triple one stats. And what if you're not familiar with that, let me get you guys accustomed to because we're getting actually a lot more new listeners. And, and again, we love you guys. We appreciate that. Um, I know that we got more listeners on the podcast versus the YouTube channel. I get it. But if you guys that are subscribers to the podcast, just go ahead and sub the YouTube button as well, too. You don't have to watch the YouTube if you rather hear the podcast, but it, it's helpful that way, too. Um, but what was I going to say? 
Yeah, PJ Washington, a three-pointer, and he's a point, like I said, 0.9 steals, 0.8 blocks. I can see him as an official triple one threat going into next season. And actually, I, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do one dynasty guy. Or I, actually, I'm just gonna do one sophomore guy and expand into it a dynasty as well because it kind of makes sense to do that. And I just want to get this out to the listeners. So the minutes that is actually solid. I don't know. Does, is he going to get this the next 30 minute? Well, is he going to get this next season? We can assume that and I can believe I believe he could potentially get this this amount of minutes. But here's the here's the thing that kind of sucks. The last couple of weeks, his minutes has dropped and a lot of other things has dropped behind it. His ranking has been slowly creeping back down and he's been not even rosterable in a shallow league. But what the future holds for him I think it, there's going to be better days to come because, again, rookies, sometimes they can hit a wall. Sometimes they're going to be inconsistent. Sometimes as a rookie coming to a, being a sophomore, you also hear about the sophomore slump. That's not always the case, and that's not always true. But I think he's going to improve next season just because the intangibles that he has and he has the ability to do that. Um, hopefully, they, you know, Charlotte being a Wasteland team, they utilize him more, but they're still trying to tinker things out. So that is essentially, I guess, yeah, it's my clutch shot. Well, additional clutch shot to get off this soapbox rant is I am working out a listener league for fantasy baseball. And I know, you know, you guys can cut off the podcast. It's fine because I know this is a basketball podcast. But I was just going to say, if you guys are interested in getting into a fantasy baseball league, because I will, you know, me in uh, Micah is going to start a, a fantasy baseball podcast that honestly, to believe it or not, I don't you don't have to watch baseball games to enjoy it. I'm being honest, you know, but the 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 fantasy appeal and love for it, it's it's similar. I'm going to be honest, it's similar to fantasy basketball it has categories. It's a different dynamic and it's a different grind, but it's you you I'm telling you, there's been a few people that, you know, last year um, that was listeners when I was on, when I, when I was with a, a prior employer by, back then, you know, there was those that appreciated and started liking fantasy baseball. And I'm one of those people too. Like, well, that was like 10 years ago. But the point is, if you try it, you may like it. And I think you guys would like it. So reach out to me or anybody else. Um, and if you're interested, it's a free fantasy league, baseball league. It's probably do categories head to head. If you're interested, let me know. So with that said, you guys can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Uh, ask me a question. I'll get to you at a prompt time. It might be a lot later, but rather sooner than later. Yeah, terrible joke. But listen, I will also say this. I haven't been as active as I used to be, but... You guys feel free to shoot me a message at any time, and I'll and I'll still respond. I I take a pretty good percentage shots um, of of getting back to you, listeners. I, I you know I definitely love you guys. Um, you guys are definitely a blessing to still uh, stay true. And what else was I gonna say? What else is coming up? Football is over officially. Baseball, get ready. Basketball, we're in the meat of things right now. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for the episode, let us know as well. I guess I'm just trying to rant on to put myself to sleep 
with that, with that said, you guys, God bless you. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.